back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I chat with small business owners where we discuss their perspectives, advice, their stories of how they opened up their businesses. And sometimes I do solo episodes where I share what's been on my mind recently. Now, on this episode, I have with me the founders and owners of Heritage Donuts, Josh and Jennifer. They opened up their donut shop here in the Wake Forest, North Carolina area. Uh, They opened it up recently, and their donuts are delicious. I, in fact, know by firsthand because my husband and I have have gone to their shop and tried their donuts, and they, like I said, are quite delicious. On this episode, they share their journey to opening several small businesses and and how they work best together as a married couple. So definitely a, a fascinating and unique episode. Their story is quite unique, so stay tuned for that. Uh, But before we hear from them, as always, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app and on Spotify. It helps others find us and find the small businesses that we feature. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you'll enjoy this episode. So sit back, sip on your coffee, and let's hear from Josh and Jennifer. Welcome, Josh and Jennifer. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee today. Thank you for having us. We're glad to be here. Let's get into it. So introduce uh, yourselves to our audience and a little bit about about your business. Just give us a sprinkle, if you will. My name's Josh Goodman. I'm the owner. My wife is Jennifer. She's the boss lady. We uh, started Heritage Donuts, began starting it about two years ago. It took us a while to build it out. It's actually our second donut shop that we've had. Um, we oh, had our okay. first one back in uh, 2014 is when we started that one. But yeah, we're just uh, excited to be here. Uh, excited to be doing what we're doing. Um, we took a little break from the small business life, but um, it called us back. So we're just glad to be back into it, honestly. Is your first uh, donut shop still operating or was it in a different location? Uh, so it was in um, southern Mississippi. Okay. Um, ways away. It is still <laughs> operating, just nice. under new ownership. Oh wow, wow, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Um, How did you guys get into into donuts? I'm sure you perhaps get that question quite often, but why why donuts? Yeah. So um, donuts, I learned from Jennifer's family. So uh, mm. her family actually has some donut shops in the Carolinas. Um, I think now they have about seven, eight or nine, I think total. Oh, wow. So they're not like franchised. They're all mom and pop shop style donut shops. So uh, essentially I learned from them. Um, I learned from a couple of their aunts and uncles in particular, the two donut shops in uh, Burlington and Mebane uh, called NC Jelly Donuts. Very popular in that area. And my my wife, she's got an entrepreneurial spirit as, mm-hmm. as I like to say. Um, so when we first got together and started dating, she would tell me about her family's back then they were restaurants. Um, but then her family started doing donut shops when they learned how to do donuts. Okay. And uh, I just, I wanted to help her kind of achieve her dreams because that was mm-hmm. what she always wanted to do was um, get into entrepreneurship like her family. 
That's neat. So it kind of runs in, really runs in the family. That's awesome. That'd be cool if donuts <laughs> ran in my family. Um, did you guys go to college or like graduate with a different degree? Um, mainly asking, you know, was it always, hey, we want to run a, our own businesses? Do you guys currently have other jobs? Just curious what what that looks like. So I actually went to um, school for uh, in at UNCG for um, okay. uh, media studies. I was into broadcast journalism and had originally planned on, you know, working at a news station, uh, like a sports radio station, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Really, uh, small business ownership had never crossed my mind. Jennifer went to the school of hard knock life. (laughs) (laughs) She she didn't go to college or anything. She's just always been involved in her family's businesses, whether they were her aunts or uncles or her her dad and her mom's. It, It was actually... Back in 2014, when we opened that first donut shop, it was kind of where the rubber meets the road for me. I had a job opportunity to move away and uh, potentially get into working for a news station, or her and I could move away together and go open up a, a business. So we decided to take that leap together, and, and the rest is history. That's a really neat story. And Jennifer, for you, was it an easy decision, hard decision to, you know, not go to school? Was it just because, you know, you had that in your family? And the reason I'm asking is for folks who might be listening, who might be struggling with that question currently, you know, I have an idea. Do I go and get the four-year degree? Do I pursue my idea? Um, Any advice there based on your own experience? Um, So for me, it wasn't hard because I really didn't see myself going to school and getting a degree because, you know, being in being kind of in the business, family business, it just showed, mm-hmm. you know, like it gives you a little bit of a like I always saw myself in that because I was always in it already. You know, even if right. I was five years old and I sat in the storage room waiting for my parents to get off work or, you know, just seeing them work hard and the success, you know, I think if School was just like, you know, a no brainer. Like I knew I didn't want it to go. And my dad and my mom were huge, you know, being from Asian um, families, they push. But I did Mm -hmm. go, you know, to community college and I showed them that, you know, this isn't for me. Trying to, you know, show them that and being able to show them still now that school isn't for everyone. And, you know, everyone's success is different, even if it's school or just taking that leap of faith and just following your heart basically and knowing that who you are at your core and if it's business if it's anything else you know just follow it and I believe that being in business small big or whatever the outcome is just to me it's well worth it just because it's something you've done not someone you know what I mean yeah yeah it sounds it's very fulfilling right because it's coming from your brain, your hands, your heart, like it's all, all on you, which is challenging, but also very, very fulfilling. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And I think that's good advice for those who might be struggling with that question of, you know, do I go to school? Do I pursue my idea? It sounds like you tried it and, you know, went and tried to go down the route of school and said, Hey, like, look, this really, really isn't for me. Let me pursue my dream. Let me pursue my success my way. Um, and also on the, kind of the flip side too, school will 
technically always be there, right? So if someone tries out their idea and it, it's not going well and they actually decide, oh, wait, I do want to go back to school. Like you can, right? It, it's You don't have an age limit on school, which is nice as well. So I appreciate you encouraging others to pursue their idea if they have it in them, right? If that's the path they really want to go down, try it, go for it, see, see where it leads. Right. Because I mean, you never know. Sometimes it might not be the best choice, but you still learn from it. Mm-hmm. I think taking those chances will make you stronger, even if the outcomes is not outcome is not what you thought it would be. Because some people go to school and love it and some people don't like me or some people go into business and love it. And then some people realize this kind of lifestyle isn't for me. You know, maybe the nine yeah. to five will work. And I think that's like a learning experience for just who you are too, you know, because life is all it's always been it's always crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's always finding like your your type of crazy kinda. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, find yeah, find the crazy that you can you can deal with and thrive in. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Um and Josh on your end, how was that decision for you kind of jumping in, kind of going, I'm not gonna right now pursue what I was planning on pursuing, um, and go and, and open a donut shop. How was that decision? Any advice there on from your perspective on how you made that decision? Yeah, that was uh, it was an, an interesting time because Jennifer and I had probably been together for a year, maybe two. You know, it was like we said, it was really a leap of faith. She wanted to follow her dream. I, I had my own dreams that I wanted to follow, but you know, sh- hers inspired me. I would say, mm-hmm. whereas mine, I kind of thought of not necessarily putting it on the back burner, but hers just, like I said being able to help her do that just kind of inspired me really. It, it, it made me feel like it would be more rewarding, more fulfilling, you know, being able to build something, create something on my own. It kind of helped that I had uh, already known her family business. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually started bussing tables at her aunt's restaurant when I was like 15 and a half, 16 years old. Um, So I was unknowingly in her family business you know, for five or six years before we even met. Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> so I, I saw what it could be as we started talking about the potential to do it. And it was something that I knew I could come back to. I could still pursue my dreams later. And in hindsight, you know, it's, it's been 100% worth it because, you know, owning a small business is kind of uh, that small business America is what I call it, is um, something that I'd I would never want to take out of me now. It's just, uh, like I said, it, it there's there's no other word for it other than, you know, her inspiring me. Your guys' story is quite unique because I don't think I've had a guest on where the family has been in kind of the small business world and specifically to donuts, which is what you guys pursued. You were almost able to test it out, right? Like almost do like a free trial where you both were involved in the business in in different ways before you took the leap of faith and took it on yourself, which I think is interesting. And I wonder if others who are considering opening up a, a business can do that in their own way, whether it's like working at a local business in town, like helping out, trying to see the behind the scenes, almost that, you know, like free trial, like testing it out. I think that's that's an interesting and smart way to approach it. Yeah, with hers. Um, so the the story gets, I guess you could say, a little more interesting or a little more mm-hmm. unique. So her family 
like I said previously, like I worked at her family, it was an Asian restaurant. So they oh, actually used okay. to do, um, yeah, they actually used to do like Chinese restaurants, buffets, seafood, those type of things. Um, her family actually learned how to do donuts and kind of transitioned away from the their other Chinese restaurants into donuts. So uh, it was definitely, you know, we got to experience the small business lifestyle before starting our own, which is something that I've talked to our employees about. There's obviously some obvious differences, obviously obvious. Um, there, are, <laughs> there are some obvious differences to on the customer side of things to small business versus big business, you know, big box stores, that kind of thing. But behind the scenes, there's just a lot that you can learn from working in a small business about, you know, the approach to everything from, you know, your day-to-day -day work ethic, your communication and your relationship with your quote unquote bosses, owners, um, and your regular team members. It's just, uh, there's a lot that you can pick up that even if you don't go into small business, um, when I worked in uh, just a standard corporate sales job, there were a lot of things that I took from my small business experience and helped me excel in the corporate world. Yeah, that's a good point too, because taking almost the small business, even I want to say like ethics and the way they treat people and, and do work and to your point, applying that to a corporate environment and even vice versa. Like if you were coming from corporate, bringing some of those processes and, and frameworks into the small business world. Yeah, I, I like that thought. I'm kind of forming that picture in my head of how corporate and small business can kind of, I don't know, lean on each other or or help each other, right? There's like definitely overlaps there. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that, um, and I used to talk to my manager about this um, when I was working at my corporate job and he agreed a hundred percent. He always told me that one of the reasons why I was one of his best reps was because, you know, how much I cared. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it, it it's very easy, not just in corporate world, but in a small business, it, it's, in your day-to-day -day life, everybody has so much to deal with and so much on their minds that it's easy to do things without caring. And that's what we tell our employees to, you know, actively just care from moment to moment. Just care about what you're doing. Because when you go into a big box store or a small business, it's easy to tell the difference. Or if you're just working with somebody in a corporate job, it's easy to tell the difference between a person who's uh, who cares about what they're doing and someone who doesn't having empathy, right? in everything you do and yeah, applying that to really all aspects of life. I want to dive into the donuts themselves. And we certainly do not have to go through every flavor that you guys create and sell. But just curious, um, for those listening, you know, what makes your donuts unique? Or what are your favorite flavors or the most popular uh, flavors? Just give us a little little taste of some of the donuts. I've always had a, a really bad sweet tooth, so I'll, I'll go ahead and dive into this one. My two favorites are our sour cream old-fashioned and our apple fritter. They're kind of on two separate spectrums. One of them's kind of classed as a cake donut, which are kind of the denser donuts that are have a soft center but a, a crispy outside. And then our apple fritter is one of our yeast donuts. So mm -hmm. yeast-raised donuts are the larger fluffy ones. We have those in a you know, a really wide range of flavors and toppings, but the apple fritter in particular is a kind of cinnamon and apple diced up and chopped up together all into a, a mix up of a donut. It's got a little crispy, it's got a little fluffy, but it's the, the, the way that the apple, the actual apple chunks, applesauce and the uh, cinnamon all 
mixed together is just uh, delicious to me. And it is one of our most popular donuts in general. Yeah, my my wife loves any of the chocolate ones. <laughs> so that's that's her go-to is just a chocolate iced or a chocolate iced with chocolate chips or a chocolate filled. You know, we just we have almost too variety too much variety sometimes. Um I call it <laughs> overload, um, which can be uh, uh for someone coming in for the first time, you know, our menu can be a little confusing just because we have so many options. Sure. Um, which I feel bad about sometimes because it's like we wanted as many options just to give people anything that they could possibly want. So it's good and bad, but uh, hopefully as people come in multiple times or get used to the menu, it gets easier to know exactly all of them. So yeah, or even honing down right on your end, like, okay, these are the most popular ones, or these aren't kind of experimenting there. How do you come up with what types of donuts to sell? I don't know. I'm always curious when people run their own business, like how do you become the donut expert, right? Like how do you create flavors? How do you know what ones you want to make? Um, was that just from, you know, some of the family history or did you dive into donut books? Like I, what, what are some of the resources there? How did you, yeah, become that donut expert? So some of it is from family history. Some of it is just from eating donuts all my life. <laughs> I, like I <laughs> that, said, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one with a big sweet tooth. I was always a Krispy Kreme kid growing up. And until I discovered these type of donuts, um, mm-hmm. I, mean, I still have Krispy Kreme on occasion, but you know, it's hard to go to Krispy Kreme when I can have a hot donut anytime I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, really the base menu, we kind of made all those decisions kind of pulling from different donuts we had seen over the years or different donuts that were already offered at our old shop or our family shops. And then we just kind of, uh, keeping I have a, an active list that I keep in my head that I I try different times here and there and just to kind of test out because at, at once we kind of settle in and really know our business flow you know we'll bring out some featured donuts and kind of limited time donuts occasionally um, or maybe for um, different national days like there's one that I want to do for our for national cinnamon day that mm-hmm. I plan on doing is a a filled donut that's um, cinnamon sugar, like our cinnamon sugar yeast raised donut, but the filled version with a buttercream center. I tried making it for the first time about a week ago, and it was amazing to me. <laughs> Hopefully, um, it would be amazing to other people as well, but just those kind of things. If I go to a cake shop and I have an interesting slice of cake, I think, oh, would, would this make for an interesting and, oh. and good donut, you know? Yeah. The ideas come from a lot of different places. Right, right. Just getting inspiration. Yeah, that I don't know why I wouldn't have thought of like getting inspiration from other foods, but that makes sense. Kind of a a silly question, but how many donuts do you guys eat a week? Like, are you just having one a day because they're right there? Are you sick of them and have a donut like once a month? Like, how hard is it to resist or or not resist the access to the donuts? <laughs> so, um Jennifer is much better at uh, <laughs> stopping herself than I am. I probably have one or two a day, depending on nice. the day. Yeah. Um, and depending on what kinds, you know, there's there's a, a certain level of quality control where we need to make sure that things are coming out right. And then there's sometimes where they're coming out so good, you just have to have one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a mix. 
Jennifer, what do you think? You probably have um, one every few days. One every few days. I mean, I think nice. Josh can be the donut taster. I just kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where you cook it. It's like dinner, you know, or lunch when you cook it. You, by the time it's done, you don't want to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, I was just curious because I was like, I don't know how I would, how I would be if I owned and ran a donut shop. Like, would I eat one every day or would I, I don't know, get sick of it? I don't know. I'd probably go through phases. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go through phases. It's like people come in a shop and like, oh my God, it smells so sweet. But mm-hmm. I'm there all the time. So it's like, I don't even smell the sweetness anymore. Just, yeah. You know, I'm just there. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm curious if you guys have any advice of, you know, for others who, who work with their partner, a family member, even a friend, like how, how has that been any top pieces of advice that come to mind? And would love to hear from both of you on that of just working with someone who you're really, really close to and know really, really well. And they're your, your business partner, you're working with them every day. So it's interesting because whenever Josh and I started our first one, we weren't engaged. We weren't anything mm. like that. We were just dating. And um, so we we moved down there and uh, Mississippi is something else. But <laughs> and, you know, the it, we were in a small town and the building that we signed up, like renovated kind of was like a, a rundown house. So like Mississippi is really hot and all that. So it's like it's very testing because. One, we're in a new area. We're in very small space. And that's our first one. So, I mean, like there are days where I just hated everything about it because we, you know, mm-hmm. doing a donut or just any type of bakery, it's all temperature control and everything's very precise. And mm-hmm. like there are days where Josh and I go in and the AC isn't working and I'm just not having a good day. But it's like he is like the karma one, obviously, and just is able to, con- you know, control and just be as calm as can be. Everything can be going bad, but he still has like this positive mindset. We will get through it and all of that, all the positive, you know, you know, just being very level-headed at all times. So what my advice is always just like balance, I guess, mm-hmm. and just like hearing each other, communicating and just, you know, like if I had a lot of bad days versus him, but, you know, being able to tell each other, you know, talking things through and making sure like, we'll get through it. It's, it's fine. Even though things aren't fine, but that's what keeps everything going. Not easy because, you know, it's... you can't separate that, right? You're in a relationship, mm-hmm. but you're in a different relationship, a business relationship where uh, we're together at all times. It really amplifies the stress, I would say, being in a business relationship and a, in a, you know, an emotional a life relationship. Mm-hmm. That was one of those things that, you know, we kind of got to do a test run (laughs) before we went into business, though. We served tables at her aunt's restaurant. We were the main bartenders at her aunt's restaurant. So we had always been a team. We knew we could do it well together. We just knew that it would be two, three times as hard, two, three times as stressful when it's your own business. But like she said, just um, being able to have fine balance in your business relationship and in your personal relationship. And always, like she said, communicating, you know, you can't let one of those lives bleed into each other too much. Mm -hmm. They will, you can't stop that, but not letting it happen too much and communicating about both sides of the coin, really. I really love how throughout your guys's journey, you were able to 
like test those things out, right? Like see what running a business is like, see what working together is like. And it was almost, you were taking kind of little steps towards eventually running a business together. I, I just think that's really smart, whether that was intentional or not. I just think that's in reflection, kind of great advice for others who are maybe nervous to just go full on into running their own business. It's like find ways to try to test it out and see how you feel in those, those moments, in those types of responsibilities. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're not just business partners. You know, like the main focus is our relationship, right? It's like we are boyfriend, girlfriends, husband, wives at this point. And I think that's important first. Right. In order to be successful in anything you do, if it, especially when it's like a, a business like this, it, you all, like we have to have a re- healthy relationship first. And then, then it translates to having a successful business because that's how it, you know, th- those, those two things kind of correlate or it's like a success thing, you know, like it's not easy, but I think it just shows like, you know, that the relationship is strong. And, you know, if it's business or our personal relationship. Yeah, and that's not to say that, you know. We're perfect, no. That's not to say that we're perfect or that's not to say that, you know, someone couldn't. Because it's entire, I, I'm i sure, I, I know people. I know one couple who um, thought about starting a small business together. And they decided that they didn't want to. Um, sure. Because they wanted to keep their work lives separate, so. It's not necessarily for everyone. It can work very well. I'm sure it can work average, and I'm sure it can work very poorly. A decision that you, know, you have to make on your own personal level. Yeah. Because just because you all don't work as business partners doesn't mean you won't work as life partners. Those are great points. And it, it sounds like just knowing your priorities and your personal priorities and then your priorities as as a couple, as a partnership of, it sounds like for you, you know, your personal relationship like does come first and you have that awareness that keeping that healthy keeps the business relationship healthy. And, you know, sounds like you guys are very aligned on that. So being aligned, communicating, right. What are the priorities is probably the, the first step to, to working together really well. Do you guys find it difficult to put down the business? Is it, is it ingrained, you know, 24 seven in your life and that's okay. You know, that's, that's what you prefer. Like how, how difficult or easy was it to find that kind of work-life balance, if you will, although I hate that word balance. It's really hard to find that, that perfect balance. I have a hard time disconnecting from work in general. And that's the small business. That's when I worked at the corporate job. It's easier for Jennifer to disconnect because she knows she needs to me my mind just kind of keeps going even if I don't want it to (laughs) but she also helps me disconnect um, and I try to do a better job of of disconnecting but when I think of work-life balance it's difficult because there will never be balance as much as you want there to be you just have to have to realize when things are too imbalanced and pull you know pull yourself back or have someone else who can you know communicate that with you and help you do that because to a point you know especially in a small business when you're the owner you know you don't have a choice to uh seek the balance that you need sometimes the business has to take the forefront just because you have to get it open you have to keep it running you have to there are certain things that you have to do but i'm sure that can be said in in other jobs as well no i think that makes sense like knowing to your point, yeah, it's not always going to be the perfect like 50-50 balance, right? Sometimes 
business will be 80, 90%. Sometimes personal life will be 80, 90% and just going, going with that flow and recognizing that that's going to happen. That's part of the balance. Yeah. Cause I mean, um, I always tell Joshua cause his mind always is going is that, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like the business that we're in, we can't just say, Hey, let's step back and let the employees do it all. Joshua's the baker. And I do all the other little things that, you know, I'll fry, I'll dip and all that. So it's like, we're always going to be there. We're never going to be able to step back and just let someone else take the lead on the baking because, you know, it's like one of those things when you have so, and I've learned this in the Chinese restaurant business, when you have so many chefs or bakers in our, in our case now, it's like the recipes don't stay consistent. And even if you write down a scoop of this, a scoop of this, half scoop, you know, all of that, it's never the same because no one's going to care about your business as much as you. And that's important because I told him, you know, it's like we have to also like understand we are like we have to step outside of the business mindset sometime because we are parents. And in order for us to be good parents is to be able to disconnect that, you know, be able to disconnect from the business when we're at home and being and spending time with our son, Austin, you know, because the first business we didn't have but two dogs and we could we run the whole shop. We ran the whole shop all by ourselves. But now, you know, when you add a child, it's like everything's different now you got school you have to be a parent you know things are so different nowadays and um i always tell josh you have to remind him you are a dad i'm a mom at the end of the day so if we can disconnect it makes our relationship or more our time with austin more you know intentional versus like our heads at the business and you know Mm -hmm. it's recognizing almost like what role you're in in each moment, right? Because we all play so many different roles and it's okay, like in this moment, almost like what hat am I wearing? What role am I am I in versus the next hour, the ne- right? Like this evening. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, that's a great perspective. And kind of kind of along that that same train, where are you guys hoping to take Heritage Donuts? Um, do you have any goals or future milestones that you want to share um, on the podcast? You know, any any big dreams or maybe some of them, you know, you want to keep them private and that's okay too. So, you know, specific for heritage donuts, we love the the mom and pop shop style business. Me in particular, I think there's a certain atmosphere and connection to be made when the owner's there, when they're present, you know, when Mm -hmm. they can make that connection with their customers and their employees. And it's, it's still, that connection can still be there if you, you know, expand beyond one shop, but that's not really on our mind at the moment. Really for our, you know, I would say our goal, our kind of objective with this shop is to be that be that donut shop where parents can bring their kids and say, hey, I went to this donut shop when I was a kid um, mm-hmm. or when I was a teenager. You know, we just want to become you know, that community donut shop that that's kind of spot where you can just go and enjoy a sweet treat and have a positive fun environment because I had a sh- I had a place like that when I was younger a place in Greensboro called Yum Yums that was just it's just a, a nice fun little um, hot dog and ice cream store that's been there for now like 30 years maybe and it's just you know it's just one of those places where you go and you just feel good so we just we're just focused on creating that environment for our customers and um, kind of maintaining it long term. Um, we do have some other business goals, business ventures that we talk about all the time. 
um, that we've honestly talked about before we talked about donut shops. You know, we've considered opening everything from a from a juice bar to a, a specialty liquor bar. Me in particular, I've, I used to love, we both loved bartending, but um, I've always been a big um, specialty liquor fan. So yeah, um, that was, that's another business that we've considered opening. But um, I think our kind of business goals are, I guess, more, uh, we have additional business goals that are separate from Heritage Donuts rather than, um, Heritage Donuts specific business goals. That's right. That's neat. It sounds like you're you guys are just gonna keep pursuing, you know, your dreams, your ideas, whether that's sticking with Heritage Donuts and just continuing to build that or going into a different different idea, but just keeping true to that entrepreneurial spirit, which is excellent. That's inspiring. That's awesome. Um, and why did you guys pick uh, the Wake Forest location? Was it just because it's where you were? you were located did you move here specifically because you thought it was a good idea for a donut shop did it just kind of come to be that way we moved here like three years ago okay um, a little over three years ago one of our friends lived here and you know he always talked very highly of the wake forest area and you know how great of a place it is to raise his family so we moved here i got a that corporate job that i mentioned mm -hmm. but we always knew in the back of our mind that you know we could open a business so really, we just kind of, I worked at my job and Jennifer was raising our son and we knew that, you know, one day we may see a location open up that says for rent and we might think that's a perfect spot for a donut shop. And, and that's what happened. It came open about a little over two years ago and we hopped on it and started talking to the landlord and, and we just knew it would be a great area and it's close to where we lived. So we went for it. And one more thing is why we, I chose to go back into business is because like I was a stay-at-home mom, which I was mm -hmm. trying to find something to do with my, he, at that time he was 18 months old, keeping him out the house and just not driving me crazy. <laughs> and I would just go into the area shopping, you know, I, I love Harris Teeter, so I always went to Harris Teeter. Gosh, I knew like, you know, like being, he was the, like the only one working at the time and when you're not driving around, just felt like Wake Forest needed this like a donut shop, not Krispy Kreme, you know, like a mom. Yeah. And um, I, one day I was jokingly saying this because I was like, Josh, um, if I can find a building that's vacant in that strip that we're in, you're going to have to quit your corporate job because it, <laughs> every time I went into that area, I felt it. Like, and I, that's how yeah. I was go with, like, even with the first donut shop, my dad, I went to visit my dad. I felt that location was great and it was successful. And I'm always one of those that kind of go off vibes and just the feelings, the feeling of things. And, and I just saw that my husband always gave 120% and like, you know, always trying to make sure like his job was, I was overperforming. And at the time, his corporate job was just being, you know, just being weird and just not showing that type of respect for him. Cause I saw that he works too hard for or a company that you know they don't even see him they only see numbers and to me if you put that type of energy that type of like I guess hustle in your own business the outcome is much bigger and 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 I knew that and you know just his work ethic is just too I think it's too good to pass on to be like your own you know put that in your own business because if you did that you there's no way you wouldn't be successful and that's the biggest like push for me was you know, honestly, the donut shop is a hard business to be in. 
because we're in there at 11 midnight going and baking all day. Sometimes we're there till four, depending on our staff. And it mm-hmm. just seemed like, why is my, you know, Josh putting all this effort in a business or someone's business when he could do the same? And, you know, we could potentially plan our retirement versus someone else planning it for us. Yeah. And that just gave me like that, all the, you know, that just made it clear to me that it was time for us to go back in business. Yeah. It sounds like you guys, you know, redirected your energy to like the energy that you both already had into your own business. And like you were saying, Jennifer, just it's so much more fulfilling, right? Doing it yourself yeah. and having full control over it really. Um that's very inspiring. And yeah, thank you both for sharing your story here today. And the last question I ask all my guests and would love to hear from both of you is just in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? Um, it can be related to the business or it can be on a completely different topic we didn't even touch upon. But just in this moment, kind of first thing that comes to mind, what's your proudest accomplishment so far? For me, potentially both of us, I'm not, I wouldn't want to speak for her. She can answer as well. But I mean, my biggest accomplishment definitely would be that first donut shop. We moved halfway across the country uh, to somewhere we had never been to, surrounded by only one family member, or my wife's father. As just a couple 24-year-olds, we built a donut shop and a business from the ground up and um, made it successful all on our own. So uh, her dad you know, helped us for maybe the first month before he went and opened one himself. But um, yeah, that would definitely be, you know, my proudest accomplishment. I think for me, it was, it's almost the same, but also just, you know, showing, because obviously we hit on like why I didn't go to college, being able to show my parents that I didn't need the degree or anything to kind of become successful, you know, just, you know, like being successful and showing them that we, it was okay not to do what they wanted and, and, you know, choosing what I want and versus them, you know, also obviously being 24 and being able to open our business was huge for us, for me too, because it felt great, you know, like, which it, I mean, like I always tell Josh, everybody has a you know, different success. So it's, um, age or you know, your people's success comes at different time and ours mm-hmm. was kind of early. And I think that was, that felt great to be kind of young and, you know, just being able to do what we do and kind of love it. and just being successful. Congratulations to you both for everything you've accomplished so far and and will in the future. And again, thank you so much for just sharing your story and advice to others on the show. And before we officially sign off, where can people find you and Heritage Donuts, you know, specifically where you're located? And then, of course, shout out any social medias. Yeah, so we are at um, 1040 Forestville Road, uh, Suite 132 in Wake Forest, North Carolina. It is the uh, public shopping center for people familiar with the area. They can find us on social media at uh, facebook.com slash heritage donuts and on Instagram at heritage donuts. We don't have any official website, but uh, they can find us on those too. Beautiful. Well, I hope everyone checks out you guys and heritage donuts. And again, thank you so much for being on virtual coffee. Thanks. Thanks so much for having us. Have a good one. 